And I, I understand, I am preaching on a Sunday afternoon to the cream of the crop, but I do believe there, might, there may be some folks here that may not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And, and this, is, this is more of a salvation-oriented message, but to those who are saved, I hope this encourages you, reminds you, that makes you think about back when, when you were lost, when, when, because we, I mean, you're either lost or you're saved, and before you were saved, you were, you were lost. And it makes you think about, about your salvation when you got saved. And, 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 and maybe it'll encourage you just, just to thank the Lord for what He's done for you. But Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46, and it says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, just for, <coughs> for the time of fellowship we had earlier, just eating lunch. Father, just uh, thank you for this church. Thank you, Lord, for, uh, for their partnership with us. And Lord, just help us, Lord, just be faithful servants of you over there in Zambia. And Father, just uh, help, me, help me as I preach. Give me the strength I need. Give me the, the voice I need. And Lord, just help me uh, uh, not say anything that you would have me not say, Lord, and, and just be able to preach the gospel the way you'd have me preach it. And Lord, I do love you and I thank you. Work in hearts this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So here in Mark chapter 10, it's a story we've, most, most of us have probably heard before. But it's the story of blind Bartimaeus. Now the Bible doesn't say whether or not Bartimaeus was blind from birth, or whether he, whether he had an accident, he had a sickness in life that took away his sight. But one way or another, we know that Bartimaeus had a severe, a severe problem that he had no sight. He, was, he could not see. The life of Bartimaeus consisted of a life of poverty. The life of Bartimaeus consisted of a life unable to work, a life unable to provide for his most basic necessities. You know, nowadays, if, if, a, if someone is born blind, if someone has, is born and has some type of, 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 a, of a disability, you know, um, if, if you're unable to provide for yourself, if you're unable to take care of your own basic needs, typically, the way our government's set up, they're going to take care of you. But back then in this society, and especially what's, what's neat about taking missions trips, going to overseas to other countries, um, especially like in Zambia and, and just over in Africa, it, it, make, it opens your eyes and makes Bible stories almost, just makes it a little bit more realistic. Because, you know, over there it's a ag very agricultural setting. And same, same thing in Scripture. Scripture, very, everything is agricultural. Everything is, is very, um, it's, a, it's a very archaic way of living that we're unfamiliar with. And, when, and, when, and we think of, of beggars. We see homeless people on the side of the road, but for the most part, most of the homeless people, they are able to get jobs. They're just they're too lazy to go out and, and, and get, their own, get their own jobs. They're expecting us to give them handouts. Even the welfare system, even the, the welfare system 
unfortunately, the welfare system, it enables people to live in that society. But here in, this, in the situation with Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus, being blind, he has no, no, no options, no other options but to sit on the side of the road begging for bread, begging for a little handout, begging for his next meal, so just so that he could live another day. And, and his, this blindness led to his homelessness, his blindness led to his loneliness, and Bartimaeus' blindness led to living a life in total darkness. And, the, and again, the only way he could survive was to beg. And the scripture doesn't tell us exactly how the life of Bartimaeus would uh, played out. But I would imagine it would go like the life of any other ordinary beggar. You know, a blind beggar would get up in the morning, perhaps when he hears the people of that city begin to, uh, to get up and, and, and hustle and bustle to work and get, start going around their basic their, 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 their day. As that, that, that beggar, he would hear, hear everyone get up. Maybe he'd feel the sun start beating, uh, beating on his face. He'd get up and find his, stumble his way and find his spot next to the highway, the corner of town where he, he would sit there and beg for bread. And perhaps, in the, maybe, or maybe early in that morning, uh, the, a, a baker, maybe, maybe the baker is headed, is headed into town to, to his market stand to sell his bread that he, he had made early that morning. And, and he's walking by, he sees Bartimaeus sitting there, and, hey Bartimaeus, here you go, and takes, takes maybe a little piece of bread, a loaf of bread, hands it to Bartimaeus, and maybe that's just how Bartimaeus ate breakfast every morning. Then maybe perhaps midday, maybe towards later in the afternoon, um, a, a man's headed home, from, headed home from working in the fields and he's headed home with his little basket lunch and, and his, that his wife packed him. Maybe, maybe he has a sandwich that he didn't finish eating or, or he, uh, an extra, an extra uh, a couple extra fishes in, in his basket that he hadn't, he hadn't eaten that day and he doesn't want his wife to catch his, his uneaten lunch. So, he's, so he stops and, hey Bartimaeus, here, here's a little bit of food and hands it to Bartimaeus. And then maybe that evening, once, once Bartimaeus could tell, everyone's, uh, the, the, the city traffic is, is quiet down and everyone else is going into their own homes and it's getting dark, Bartimaeus would wander around the streets, stumbling around, looking into the, maybe the garbage cans and the dumpsters, just trying to find another bite, a bite of food to eat for that evening. You know, the, the life of Bartimaeus, as far as, he, as far as he could tell, was a life of hopelessness. His life... Have, as far as he could tell, had no purpose. And, and here in our text, Bartimaeus is having an ordinary day. He's just sitting there on the side of the road, begging for a little bit of food, begging for a little bit of money, when all of a sudden he hears a commotion in that city. He, and as he's listening, he's, 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 he's sitting there listening, he hears as, as a large crowd in that city begins to move through and it's coming to the edge of the city. And as he's, as he's listening to what that crowd is saying, he hears the name Jesus getting dropped. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, that name is getting dropped here and there. And, and as, as he's sitting there, he realizes, you know, I'm familiar with this man. I'm familiar with this man, Jesus. And, and, as, Bart, and, and as Bartimaeus, he hears them talking, he, 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 he begins, he, he just gets to the point he cannot contain himself. And he begins to cry out loud, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And as Bartimaeus begins to cry out, he begins to yell, people around him begin to hush him. And you know, people even nowadays, they don't like us 
speaking about Jesus. Whether, whether it's as you go out and you're knocking on doors, whether you go out preaching on a street corner, nobody likes you being a public witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody says, hey, you can be a witness, but just keep it, keep it to yourself. You, you, can, you can be a Christian, but, but keep it in the church house. Don't, don't put it out here on the streets. Keep it in the church house. Keep, don't, don't, pray, don't mention the name of Christ in the schools. Keep it in the church. Don't uh, mention the name of Christ in the workplace. Keep it in the church. No, people wanted to suppress the name of Christ. But here, as Bartimaeus begins to yell louder and louder, uh, it, eventually, uh, Bar- eventually it, it, it caught the ear of the Lord. And you know, Bartimaeus realized that the only way he was going to get his, his situation resolved was by getting to the Lord Jesus Christ. And as he comes to, as, as Bartimaeus he is calling for Christ, and he catches the ear of Christ, Christ eventually says, calls for Bartimaeus to come to him. And here as Bartimaeus, we read in our text, as Bartimaeus comes to Christ, he casts off his beggarly rags, falls at the feet of Jesus, and, and Christ asks, Bartimaeus, what would thou have me do for you? And Bartimaeus says, the Lord that I might receive my sight. And Christ says, uh, Thy faith has made thee whole. Christ gives Bartimaeus his sight. And you know, this passage is a wonderful example, a beautiful story of a sinner who is poor, blind, and beggarly coming to the Lord in order to receive their spiritual sight. You know, just as Bartimaeus was blind and hopeless, we as we in our sin are living in darkness and we're blind and hopeless. The, the Bible talks about the God of this world have blinded their minds. And as sinners, we are spiritually hopeless. You know, as, as Bartimaeus was living in darkness, a sinner who, who remains unsaved is, lives in spiritual darkness away from the light of God. You know, just as Bar- but just as Bartimaeus heard that Christ was able to heal and do miracles, and, and how, that Christ could take his blindness away, I am thankful that 18 years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ rescue, rescued me from my blindness. As a five-year-old boy in Cantonment, Florida, I remember kneeling down the corner of my bunk bed. I couldn't sleep one night. I remember, I, I, I heard the gospel growing up in church. I knew, I, I knew that I needed to be saved. I just never made that, made that decision personal in my life. And, I, and there on 1028 Isabella Road in Cantonment, Florida, I kneeled down the corner of my, of my bed, I could take you back to the place where, where the Lord Jesus Christ saved my soul. And although the application of this message may be geared, again, towards an unsaved person, when you are, if you're saved and you begin to dwell on the joy of your salvation, you look back when you were like Bartimaeus, sitting there blind, beggarly, destitute, no hope, no purpose, and you begin to think about where Christ has saved you from, you know, there's no joy and encouragement that can be any greater. But you know, here in, in this passage, there's many things I wish I could expound on. But the, but the three truths I want to look at, um, there's three truths I want to look at that regarding the transformation of Bartimaeus and what it took for Bartimaeus' life to be transformed. The first truth we're going to look at this evening is Bartimaeus' knowledge of Christ. Bartimaeus' knowledge of Christ. You know, the first truth we see here in uh, verse 47 is that Bartimaeus knew who Jesus was. In verse 47 it says, And when he heard that it had been Jesus of Nazareth. You know, when Bartimaeus heard the name of Christ and he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth that was coming by, he didn't just brush it off. Like, oh, it's just some other 
political figure that's coming through town. It's some other, some other uh, politician. It's, an, it's, some, uh, it's some maybe famous, famous soldier, famous a Roman, Roman centurion that's coming through town. And, and that's, what, that's what the big ruckus is about. He's going to do me no good. What, what good is the politician going to do me? What good is the, is the is a soldier going to do me? What good is, the, is, is, um, is the, maybe some priest or some religious leader going to do me? But when he heard it was the Lord Jesus Christ, it struck a chord with him. Now, through the past few months, he had very more than likely it's not far fetched to believe that Bartimaeus had heard had heard stories about what Jesus had been doing. You know, the fame and the miracles the Bible talks about it spread abroad, <coughs> and as Jesus Christ had been been going around healing and doing miracles, I'm sure it had caught in the ear of Bartimaeus. You know, I don't believe it would be far-fetched to say Bartimaeus probably heard about the blind man Christ had healed just a few cities away. He probably heard about how Christ had fed the 5,000 with just five loaves and two fishes. He probably heard about the man who couldn't speak, who, um, being, and who couldn't hear. He heard about that man being healed by Christ. And even though, yeah, even though Bartimaeus had a knowledge of Christ and what Christ had done in the past, Bartimaeus also had a proper knowledge of who Jesus Christ was. See, during those days, people viewed the Lord Jesus Christ as a prophet. Some people viewed him just he's as a good he's a good man he's a healer he he's he's like Elias he's like, he's like Elijah he's he maybe maybe he's like the prophet Isaiah and and people people heard uh, had had their own views of Christ but Bartimaeus had had his own view of Christ himself. You see, and, and others, you know, they called Christ the deceiver. They said he did his miracles through the power of Beelzebub. But in our text, Mark 10, in Mark 10, Bartimaeus makes a, a central proclamation. Here we see that Bartimaeus calls Jesus the son of David. And with that admission, it shows that not only was Jesus Christ just a good man, not only was Jesus Christ a healer, Jesus Christ was heir to David's throne. Jesus Christ was the Savior and the the Deliverer of Israel, the promised Messiah. And just as Bartimaeus had a proper knowledge of who the Lord Jesus Christ was, um, you too must have a proper knowledge of who the Lord Jesus Christ is. It's a known fact in this world that Jesus is a historic, was a historical figure. You can look back in history books of old, and, and uh, there's there's a, a historian Josephus from years ago. He there's, there's there's written facts, documented facts of that a man named Jesus Christ walked this earth. And, it, um, and I mean, obviously, if you take if you believe the Bible, if you believe that, believe this book, you'll believe that Jesus Christ was a real man. But you, but you know, many religions. Many people believe and teach that Jesus Christ, He existed. Jesus Christ was a prophet. Um, many religions teach that He was a good man. But some people, and some people just believe He's just he's another God to worship. Yeah. But let me tell you, I'm glad I'm not just trusting in a prophet. I'm not just trusting in a good man or, or, or a God just carved out of wood, a God carved out of stone. There's more you must know and believe other than Jesus was, was just a good man. There's more you must, must believe other than He was a prophet, other, other than He just was a historical figure. You must believe that Jesus Christ is God. Right. Now, John 10.30, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. John 10.36, Jesus says, Say ye of Him who the Father has sanctified and sent into this world, thou blasphemest because I said, I am the Son of God. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. 
But if I do, though ye believe me not, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in Him. Jesus Christ is God and that's an essential proclamation you too must make. No, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Not only must you believe that Jesus Christ is God, but you must also believe that Jesus Christ is the only way. The only way to have, uh, to have eternal life. You must believe that Jesus Christ is the only Savior of the world. Acts 4, 4, 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name given under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be. Be saved. There's no other name you must call on other than the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's something we see Barnabas make here in this text. Barnabas Christ, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He was calling for Jesus, the son of David. Jesus, the promised one. The promised Messiah. Who do you say that Jesus Christ is? Do you have the, the, a proper knowledge of Jesus? But not only do we see here in our text... That Bartimaeus had a uh, Bartimaeus's knowledge of Christ. We also see Bartimaeus's desperation. Bartimaeus's desperation of Christ. Here in our text, we see that in order for Bartimaeus to be healed, he had to get desperate. And here in our text, we see him getting desperate in two different ways. The first is is his desperation over his condition. Now, in verse forty-seven, he cries out to the Lord to have mercy on him. Yeah. And you know, grace, you know, there's two different things uh, the Bible teaches. Mercy and grace. Now, grace, grace is getting something you don't deserve. And if I, I could just do a little example right here. Uh, what's, your, what's your name, bud? Yeah. Caden. Caden, Caden come here. So, Caden, I've, I've just met you. I, haven't, I, I've, I heard a little bit that you're, you're uh, um, working in the, helping him around the church and stuff. I've never met you. As far as I know, you may be a good kid, you may be a bad kid. I, I don't know. You're, you, I mean, you, you look like a nice young man. But if I were to say, you know what, you, do you deserve this from me? No, you never met me. You don't deserve it. But if I say, hey, you know what, I think you're a good kid, that's for you, and it's not for you. It's, it's just an example. But if I said that's for you, then I gave it to you, no strings attached. That's me showing you grace. I'm giving him something he doesn't deserve. But now, if I was to say, Caden, I, I just got that truck out there, and, and as you came to this parking lot, I saw you just take, take a rock and throw it at my truck, just playing around. You dinged it. You put a nice dent in my truck. And you know what? That, for me to take that truck, take it to the shop, get it repaired, get them to pull the dent out, finish it, I mean, get, repaint it, it's going to cost $500. But you know what? Even though you did that, I'm going to show you some mercy. You know what? You can sit back down. I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to let you go. And I'm, I'm not going to hold you accountable and show you some mercy for what you've done. And that's what happens. That, and that's the difference between grace and mercy. Grace is getting something you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Just like He deserved having to pay, having to pay a high price to get, to get a dent fixed. Uh, um, me showing Him mercy is, is, is forgiving that. But here in our text, something unique Bartimaeus asks Christ is he doesn't, Bartimaeus doesn't say, Jesus, thou son of David, have grace on me. He says, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You see, here in our text, Bartimaeus, uh, Bartimaeus realized that, you know what, his condition, although he, he may not have, have done anything to deserve that condition, 
Bartimaeus had nothing he could bring Christ. Bartimaeus realized that he did not deserve to receive the healing that Christ could give him. You know, so often in our society, we are such entitled people. We, are, we all feel that, that we are owed something. I, I, everyone feels that, that, you know what, because, because I, I'm a person, because I live and breathe, I, I, I'm, I deserve everybody to treat me right. I, I can live however way I want, but everyone has to uh, treat me the way I want to be treated. The society teaches and believes that, you know what, if, if I want to be called, called a she, then I deserve to be called she. If I want to be called a he, I deserve to be called he. If I want to be called a, a, a fluffy unicorn, call me a fluffy unicorn. I deserve the title that I want. We are such a, we are such a, a society that we believe that we're, we're entitled and we deserve, we deserve stuff. But here, Bartimaeus is teaching, or is, is saying that he does not deserve the healing that Christ could give him. We don't know what caused his blindness in the first place, but just like any other sickness, it requires a lot of money, money to get medicine. It requires a lot of money to get a doctor's help. And sometimes they, they might be able to do a salve. Sometimes they could have maybe done a treatment to help the blindness. Sometimes, I mean, blindness, people say that they're blind, but maybe there's, there's a difference between being 100% blind and being maybe having... Uh, 60% of the blindness you can't see very well and, and nowadays we have glasses we got stuff to, to help with, with certain issues but Bartimaeus knew that he had nothing to give or to bring Jesus to help pay to be healed he didn't have anything he could even do to work for his healing he was blind he was, he was destitute and Bartimaeus knew that he was completely worthless and deserved to, to live the rest of his life in blindness but regardless, he was tired of living the way he had been living his, his whole life. And so in desperation, he cries out for mercy and for salvation. He cries out that the Lord would give him something he did not, uh, to, 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 to not give him what he deserves. He deserves the rest of his life in blindness. And he asks the Lord to show him mercy. And the same truth applies to us. We are all sinners. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. Ecclesiastes 20, 7.20 says, But there's not a just man on the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. You know, no matter how good you might think you are, no matter if you're, no matter if you're, you're, you're up in years and you're in your 70s, 70s 80s, and, and you've lived a good life, and, and you've been a good person, according to the Bible, you're not good. Whether you're, whether you're three, four, five years old, and you think, you know what, I ha I've lived such a short life, I haven't done anything worthy of, 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 uh, of the punishment of sin. I, I'm not, I've not really done anything that should be considered a sin. Uh, the Bible still says, you're a sinner. And in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Revelation 21.8 says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and, and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake, of, a lake with burned with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You know, because our sin, we deserve to live the rest of eternity in spiritual darkness and in one day, uh, and one day hell. No, none of us deserve eternal life. None of us deserve a beautiful home in heaven. And because of our sin, because of our wickedness, there is nothing that we can do to save ourselves. It's good to be nice to other people. It's good to be good to your husband. It's good to be submiss uh, uh, good, good, good for a man to be loving to his to his wife. It's good for a man to be uh, a woman to be submissive to her husband. But you know what? 
all that, you could do all that. But it still does not justify you before God. It's good to be a loving father. It's good to be it's it's good to, to pray. It's good to go to church. It's good to read your Bible. But when you match up all your goodness up to the righteousness of Christ, and you match up all your goodness to what the Bible says, you are not righteous. You fall short because you're still a sinner. The Bible says, but we are all as unclean thing, and all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. No person can ever be good enough to enter into heaven and gain eternal life. And just like Bartimaeus became tired, he became, he became desperate over his condition of blindness. We too must become tired and desperate over our condition and our sinful condition. But not only does Bartimaeus have desperation over his condition, we also see his desperation over his cure. You see, Bartimaeus knew who Christ was and what he could do. And he, he was so tired of his condition and the way he was living, and, the, and he was so desperate in receiving a cure. Here in verse 50, it says, it says how desperate he was. And he, and he cast away his garment, rose, and came to Jesus. And here, in verse, here we see that Bartimaeus was so desperate that he cast away his garment and all that he had to come to Christ. And if you're going to come to Jesus for salvation and forgiveness of sin, you must have a heart of repentance. You must cast away your filthy rags of, 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 of sin. You must cast away your filthy rags of, of self-righteousness, your filthy rags of pride, your filthy rags of whatever you've been trusting in uh, to, uh, for, to save your soul. You must cast away all, all to come to Jesus. It doesn't mean that you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta just turn over a new leaf and say, "Well, you know what? Maybe if I, I'm gonna change my life and I'm gonna start living right. I'm gonna start being, being a, a good little boy, a good little girl. I'm gonna start being, a, being an honest man. I'm gonna start being an honest woman. That, that, that's what it will save me. That's not, that's not what repentance is. But repentance is turning away from your sin, turning away from whatever you're believing, and placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The best way I, I, I know how to explain salvation or repentance." The Bible says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every man to his own way. But Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man comes into the Father but by me. Every man, you got to turn from your way to the Lord, the way of Christ. And, when, and, and here we see that, um, and Mark, um, we, we see that we must, we must uh, turn from our sins, come to Christ. Mark 2.17 says, um, They that are holy, not a physician, but they that are sick, I've, called, I've not called the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And here we see that Barnabas, he is so desperate over his cure, he cast away his filthy rags, he cast away his garment, he probably ca- he cast away pro- perhaps whatever change he had in his little money money pot, but what, what his, his, his old moldy bread that he had, the old leftovers, the pile of trash, the junk he had been living in, he turns from that and runs to Jesus Christ. And to come to Jesus and receive spiritual sight, receive eternal life, you must be desperate enough to make some drastic decisions and repent from your sin and pride and come to Jesus. But the last truth I want us to look at this evening is Bartimaeus' acceptance of Christ. Now here in our story, we see how, how that although Bartimaeus, he cries for, for Jesus, he, he, um, and he cries for mercy, he, he casts his garment off, he comes desperately running to Jesus, he ultimately had to make a decision what he wanted Christ to do for him. And we see that in verse 51. Jesus answered and said to him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? Now at this moment, Bartimaeus 
is, is now the whole crowd is, is as, as, as if the whole crowd's kind of parted. Here's standing Jesus and Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus is sitting there at the feet of Jesus. He's got all the attention, all the, the, the attention of the God of heaven right there. He, ha- he, he, he is, and, and, and the God of heaven, Christ Jesus is saying, what will thou have me do for you? It's as, it's as if Christ is giving him an open check. It's, it's as if Christ is giving him a blank check and says, hey, whatever you want, I'll fill it in. Just, just like when, 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 uh, when, the, when the Lord came to Solomon. What, Solomon, what will you have me do? A blank check, an open, a open check from God. And here Bartimaeus, he could have asked for anything. Bartimaeus could have said, Lord, that I may receive the wealth. Lord, that I may receive the, 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 the seat in, in, um, in, the, in the kingdom. Lord, that I may, 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 may receive uh, 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 prominence and I, I may receive, receive power. Lord, that I may be, I may be a, a, a mighty ruler. Lord, that I, I, I may be the deliverer of the nation. Lord, that, I, that I, I, I just live a wealthy, prosperous life. He could have asked anything from Christ. But Bartimaeus, who may, uh, we, we see here that Bartimaeus has a choice. And while he has the attention of, God, of the God of eternity, you know, Bartimaeus, we see the biggest decision that he makes in his, in his life that changed the entire course. And was that, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Yeah. He, want, he could have asked for anything, but Bartimaeus realized, you know what? What good? What, what, what would it profit me? If I should, I should gain the whole world but live without sight. What should it profit me if, I, if I'm the wealthiest man all, all the earth, but I can't see the things that, uh, that, that I can buy? What, what does it profit me if, if, I'm, a, if I'm a rich, if I'm a, if I'm a great ruler, but I can't see the people that I'm ruling? I, I, can't, I can't see my kingdom. Bartimaeus realized that with his sight, it would change his life. With his sight, he could get a job. With his sight, he, he, could, he, could, he could raise a family. With his sight, he's no longer living on the streets. You know, and, and here we see that, that, of course, the Lord immediately, the Bible says immediately, he receives his sight. We see Bartimaeus' acceptance of, of, of the salvation of Christ. And because of his, his acceptance and his faith in what Christ could do for him, Bartimaeus became a completely new man. No longer does Bartimaeus have to beg for food. No longer does he have to beg for money. He can now provide for himself. No longer is he stumbling around this world, stumbling around not being able to see where he goes. Bartimaeus' decision for a healing cure, uh, it, it was the best decision he had made in his entire life. And not only this, did this acceptance change, the way, change his body and his life's condition, we also see it changed his ways and direction. And we see that in Bartimaeus' acceptance of the way of Christ. You see, uh, here in verse 52, Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And here, Christ gives Bartimaeus, tells Bartimaeus, You know what? I've healed you. I've forgiven you. You're free to go. And you know what? That's what Christ does for us. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not yourselves is the gift of God, not a work, so that any man should boast. I can't earn my... I can't... I, I don't have to work for my salvation to get saved, and I don't have to work to keep my salvation to stay saved. And here, here Bartimaeus, here receives his sight. He is whole. He is made new. And Christ says, Go thy way. 
Live your life, Bartimaeus. You're free. You're a free man. Bartimaeus doesn't have to have to come back to Jesus and and work for him and, and go work in in in, in Christ's carpentry shop. Bartimaeus doesn't have to follow Christ around and and help and help uh, bring other other uh, sick people to him. And Bartimaeus doesn't have to go out and preach the preach the kingdom. Bartimaeus had there was no strings attached. Barnabas could go his way and live his life as a free man. There was nothing he had to do to keep his sight. He was free. But here we see what what happens to Barnabas. And and, and it says, Christ Christ said, Go that way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. You see, Barnabas realizing, you know what? What else do I have in life? I was blind. I was living the rest of my life in hopelessness. I had no dreams. I had no, no plans in life. There was nowhere I was going to go. I was headed nowhere in my life. And now this man, Jesus, has healed me. This man, Jesus, has given me a new life. What else am I going to do? Yeah, I can go my own way, but what am I going to do? Go, go be a prosperous man, live my life the way I want to live, and then just die? No, I'm going to follow this man out of love for what he's done for me. And, I, and, and Bartimaeus commits his life to following Christ in the way. Whatever way Christ went, Bartimaeus, I believe Barnabas became a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, um, you know, you know it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to be a follower of Christ. It's a wonderful thing to be, to be walking, walking, walking hand in hand with the Lord. You know, uh, someone who's a true Christian, someone, uh, a true Christian should have a desire to be a follower of Christ. And to change their change from their old way of living to a new way of life with Jesus Christ, following the way of righteousness and holy living. You know the Bible says, "What shall profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul?" And you know, you know that that um, that I mean that's I believe those are the thoughts what Barnabas was thinking. What shall profit me if I should gain the whole world and not have sight? But you know that verse, in a way, it applies also to a, to a safe person. You know what? If you, if you look at it this way, what shall a prophet a Christian? He should gain the whole world, but not live for live for his savior. No, no. Paul said, "For me to live live is Christ, and to die is gain." Paul, Paul was Paul for him for him to live to live was for for was living for Jesus. And the apostle Paul realized there was nothing greater than than serving Christ. You know, as I close this message again, this story is a beautiful example. Of, of someone who's poor, blind, and beggarly coming to the Lord Jesus Christ in order to receive spiritual sight. And to the saved, you know, as I judge this crowd as I, I'm preaching to, again, I, I understand I'm preaching to the cream of the crop. I'm, I understand I'm preaching to folks, y'all been, some of y'all have been saved twice, three times as long as I've been alive. But maybe this, this message will encourage you to, to continue following the Lord in the way, continue pressing on for Christ. You know, I, I, I think of, uh, again, uh, uh, the secretary, Brother Dexter. You know, you were telling me you've been in the ministry for over about 30-something years. You know, it's, it's I, I, I'm, I'm sure none of, none of one of y'all would say, no, I, I regret following Christ. And I encourage y'all, continue in the way. Y'all have a, a, a wonderful pastor, a wonderful church. Church, continue following the Lord. Continue being a lighthouse for Christ here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. But, um... But you know, and I'm so thankful that when I, for me, even though I, I, I've been saved for, for I, most of my life, I, I'm thankful that 
although I've committed worse sins after being saved than before, that the blood of Christ cleansed me from all sins, and that Christ is faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And, and as a Christian, when I fall, when I stumble, when I'm, I'm living my Christian life, quote-unquote spiritually blind, that... I, that I can still fall on my knees and, uh, at Jesus, come to Him for Him to forgive me, and He's faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all my unrighteousness as a Christian, and then restore that that fellowship, that 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 fellowship and unity with Christ is restored. And I'm thankful when I take my last breath and I slip, I'll, I'll slip off into a glorious eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. But as I close this message with those who are lost, I want to ask you a few questions. As in closing, do you believe you're a sinner? Do you believe that you're, you're deserving of the punishment of sin? What are you doing and what are you trusting in for your eternal life? And have you accepted the free gift of salvation that is offered by Jesus Christ? Let me tell you, you ask me, ask any other Christian here, there's nothing greater than being saved. There's nothing greater than having your spiritual sight. If you could go back in time and you ask Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus... Do, do you regret making your decision, asking Christ to heal you? He'd say, absolutely not. And he would, and he would he, I guarantee he would say, I wish Christ came to my city sooner. I, and and, and every, even, even myself, I was saved at five years old. And, and some people, I mean, there's, say that there's a difference. They don't, I mean, some people say, well, you, you, a kid so-and-so age can't get saved. And, and I'm not the Holy Spirit. I, I believe... I believe God works in the hearts of young people differently, and that and that once there's that realization of, of sin, and that they realize there's there's that they pass the age of accountability, that they're, they're, it's either hell, heaven or hell for them. But I wish I even wish I could have gotten saved sooner, and and, and I, I believe the same thing for everybody else would say that. And for those that are lost, there is nothing greater than serving Jesus Christ. There's nothing greater as a young person living your life. For Jesus. Are you living, living your life for Christ? Have you placed your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Pastor Gordon.